G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. One man that's been in the fast lane for a number of years but have been in supercars for I think they're on the 21st year is Brad Jones, who is Mr. Brad Jones Racing. He joins us right now. Hello, Brad. Morning, guys, or evening, I should say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what part of the world are you in, mate? <laughs> show, you, show you how far off the pace I am. <laughs> uh, uh, Brad, good. Stephen here. Uh, I've got to ask you this question. Uh, do you ever take your cap off? Yeah, I haven't got one on now. <laughs> yeah, but I can't. And plus, I don't wear one in the shower either. <laughs> yeah, no. It's always every photo I've ever seen taken of you, buddy, is you, you've always got your cap on. But it, it's it's a pretty impressive look. Let's talk about uh, season 2021. Um, you got Perkett in seventh, Hazelwood 15th, uh, Jackson 21st, and Macaulay in 23rd. I mean, where do you look at that as the in the last weeks of the season going? Is this a, an okay season or one that you, you could have been so much better? Yeah. <sighs> Um, well, I think, look, we've had our ups and downs a little bit. I would say that my expectation on Percat was to be in the top five and and mm. Todd to probably be somewhere between 10 and 12. So it's not probably quite where where I expected to be. Um, you know, and I expected both Jack and Macca to be a little further up, but they both had, you know, things go wrong, um, whether it's an accident or problem with the car so I mean it's an okay year it's certainly not the best I've ever had but it's not the worst either Hey Brad thanks for coming on mate Uh, it was pretty neutral but that's you know you're a politician so um, I expect that from you Um, uh, the last couple of rounds though Sydney Motorsport Park what is it about Sydney Motorsport Park and BJR and having you know some strong, consistent stuff going on there. Nick Perkett has has obviously been the standout for you the last two race meetings, but he's, you know, you guys have got something there, uh, especially for him, um, that uh, you know gives him a chance. Um, I, I wish I knew because I just poured it in the tank everywhere we went. I think mm, that yeah. the car is definitely hooked up there. Um, Townsville is another one we were strong at this year, so. I feel like, you know, we've made some changes as the season has gone on and, and the cars are pretty strong. Um, so, uh, you know, driving home with Macca the other day, I said to him, I'm sick of coming forth, which is actually probably not a bad spot to be in, to be honest. And, and uh, you know, certainly better than fifth. So I think that, um, I don't know, it's just, just the engineers have got the cars hooked up and, and while they weren't great in the wet, they're okay, but the interesting thing is usually if they're strong in the wet, like Mostad was, they're crap in the dry, like Mostad was. Mm. So it's it's a bit it's a bit weird. It wasn't like that back in the day. The car was good. It was sort of good, wet and dry. So these things are obviously very different to drive than than uh, than the older cars. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's a never-ending challenge at the moment. Uh, there is a lot of changes coming up, though, in the future, which are going to be pretty interesting. Um, hey, we've talked to a few drivers, and we've spoken to Nick. We've spoken to Heimgartner over the last uh, few weeks. And um, what is it about having these big, long breaks and uh, drivers going all over the goddamn place um, in between when there's no racing going on. I mean, everything seemed all right at the end of Townsville. Everyone was happy and, and there was no talk. And then you went into this forced break with COVID 
and all of a sudden all hell broke loose and you're losing drivers and engineers and, and you're gaining them from other places. What the hell happened? Yeah, I wish I knew. Um, I think um, Nick just, you know, had a change of heart and and um, honestly, I've been stalking Andre for a little while because I think he's really talented and I always mm-hmm. felt that he and uh, he and Nick would be an awesome combination at my place because, you know, you want the yep. two strongest guys you can get. And and uh, Nick decided that, that, you know, the allure of WAU, not that he told me that was where he was going at the time, was uh, was right for him, and so um, you know I I pushed even harder at Andre to get him, and and honestly I feel and time will tell, but it's probably not a lot between the two of them, and so um, you know I was in an awkward position where I had an agreement with Nick in place, but I I realised he didn't want to be there, and. And did I really want to have him there for a couple of years unhappy um, when I had the opportunity to reset? And so the answer to that was no. So then we negotiated to a point to get him out of our agreement. So, I mean, I'm honestly, I'm still a bit shocked by the whole thing, to be honest. But it is what it is. Life goes on. You've got, you've still got. Well, we, you've got, you've brought Bryce Fullwood in. Uh, you've still got we're, two spots available. Have you confirmed those last two spots? Um. Yeah. Well, Jack Smith's um, father owns the the other SCT rack, and so while it hasn't been confirmed, I can't imagine anyone else is going to be driving that car. <laughs> and and the other one's my son. So okay. you know, because because I know he, he, he said to me the other day. Should we put something out? And I went, that's out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how does that nego- But tell us, tell us how that negotiation goes exactly, because I think that would be quite a funny one. With Macaulay? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. He's like, I don't earn very much. And I went, no, you don't. But you do have a drive. <laughs> Oh, and you know what? I'm visualising you at the moment saying that because I know what your face would look like when you're doing it and how dry that would be. So, yeah. Um, did, so I, did I ever... I think I may everyone. have actually said to you one day, I think I may have said to you one day, hey, you don't pay me a lot. Didn't I? Probably. Yeah. I think I think a few people have said that to me over the years. Certainly not Nick Burkett, though. <laughs> oh, well, that, that, that's, something off, that's something off the bottom line. Hey, Brad, uh, there's, a, there's always been a lot of complimentary uh, feeling when pl- drivers sign for you, and I think it was Bryce Fullwood in his, in his press release said, I'm really happy going to BJR because they're real racers. You know, they race hard, and, and that must be an enormous compliment for, rather than saying, I'm going to a place that's really nice and it's got the setups, setup's lovely and I'm going to have what I want. It's rather than going, you know, it's an emotional connection, which I think is really important now. Um, yeah, look, I, I work really hard um, nowadays at making sure that our place is, is a, you know, this, there's a couple of ways you can run a team. You can be extremely militant, and I've tr- we've tried that at BJR, and it just doesn't work for me. So driving at our place to get the best out of everyone because of the amount of work you've got to put into it, it's, it's, it has a very family feel to it. And, and that's not to say that, you know, you get away with anything. You know, there's, there's you know, people get disciplined. You've got to make sure you do your job properly. But, but by the same token, 
um, you know, we go to work every day and try and do the very best we can and be successful as we can. And and I think that people see that. Uh, we I don't do anything else but car racing. It's all I think about when I get up in the morning till I go to bed at night. And and you know, and everyone at work is like that, you know. And so so when someone leaves, it's it's usually really disappointing. And um, but when someone comes, you know, it's like the, the engine guy we have at the moment said to me the other day, Peter Wallace, he's been around all sorts of teams, and he said to me, wow, this is amazing. It's the first time I've come to all with your team. Um, you know, I go around to one guy's place for dinner, or the engineer comes, someone else comes, you know, you, they go out on the boat, five of the team members go. It's not like that in a normal team, and I think the fact that we live in a little regional town is, is all part of that. You know, it's, it's um, you know, and it, but like you said, what Bryce said, is a really nice thing to say about me and about our team. Well, it's a, that, that's a credit to your leadership because I'm a great believer that good organisations are led well. So you can take that one as a, an enormous pat on the back. But what I do have to ask, you're running a four-car team. That's no mean feat. But how does Brad Jones Racing start to challenge again, start to really challenge for championships? Well, you know, the, the problem is what happens and you, when you... When a new car comes along, like it did with Car of the Future, um, it's pretty even playing field and everyone's right where they are. And money really doesn't play a huge part in it because you build the cars and you can't do much other than just go racing. And then what happens is over time, um, the little one and two percenters get done for teams like Triple Eight or Penske, um, and then they slowly add up. And then as time goes by, you end up with two juggernauts of the sport and everyone else scrambling for bickies. And and that's pretty much describes where we are currently. So I'm hoping with the new Gen 3 car, there will be a reset. It won't be as, you know, draconian as it was when Car of the Future came in because that had a massive weight distribution change and, you know, lots of different things. But but I think I think the reset is a good starting point. And, and then it's recruiting properly, having really good people. But when, you know, when you've got a bunch of engineers um, and someone can afford to pay their very best engineer five or $600,000, that's really hard to compare or to compete with. So, you know, you've got a bloke like Ludo who doesn't matter where he goes, you know, he turns everything into gold. You know, it's hard, hard to beat that, especially when they've got money to throw at everything. It's not all about money. It's also time. All right. Well, let's just hold that thought because we're going to take a wee break. I want to come, we both want to come back and talk to you about Gen 3 and the sale of supercars. We're talking to Brad Jones of Brad Jones Racing. Bradley, uh, the new car, uh, Gen 3. Yeah. Um, lots yeah. of talk, lots of chat. Uh, I know I'm sure you've had your head up uh, in the uh, all the bloody drawings and the designs and the ideas and all this kind of stuff um, more than most um, tell us your thoughts about it I mean being delayed good bad thing I think it's probably a good thing um, but but you said before about when the, the the car of the future was bought out it did level the playing field a little bit more do you think we're going to be able to maintain that with with gen 3 for for teams such as yours versus the mites of the triple eights etc yeah, there's, there's a couple of things that actually probably worry me a little bit. But so the first thing is, I think the car is, is you know, it's like a GT3 car. But, I mean, I haven't seen one yep. in the flesh today uh, yet, but but you know, with COVID we can't travel around. But 
um, you know, I think the pictures I've seen are it's a pretty little thing. Um, um, there's, uh, there's a couple of things that I'm not too sure about, but I'm on, on the planning committee, so um, it will be interesting to see how it goes. So the delay, I think there was really no choice with COVID, uh, with the, you know, the difficulty in sourcing material and parts and get manufacturing uh, of composite materials done. It was it was always going to need to be delayed, unfortunately. So I don't think that's a problem. Um, the fact that the homologation teams get to test the thing for a year, you know, <laughs> I think that concerns me a little bit, to be honest. Um, but uh, you know, I'm I'm reassured that that it'll be fine. But you can't unlearn something. So how they're going to share that knowledge around and let other teams partake in that will be really interesting to see because um, if someone's running around for six months before the rest of us build a car and it's Triple Eight or it's DJR, I don't really think that's fair. So, so there's a bit of work to be done on some of that stuff. I would have thought, Brad, with being on the planning committee, you'd be a little more excited. You sound you sound a little nervous about it. I know it's a, I know it's a year or so away, but no. I'm, I'm, I am excited about it. Look, I think I think it has a lot of potential, but but by the same token, it's very different. Last time we built a car, we kept the same engine, and and um, you know we had a transaxle really um, fitted to that car for the first time. But that was the big thing. This is a very different uh, kettle of fish, but and I haven't seen it, so it's hard for me to to be you know too excited about it. There's been a lot of delays, but I think. The concept is really good. We've got enough time to fix anything that's wrong with it. And I really do hope that it, it levels the playing field. There's just a couple of things about it, but not even so much about the car, just the process that we need to get right. Ford and GM um, have backed the project. I think that's great. We've got the best um, opportunity to level the arrow. We're pulling a lot of arrow out of the car. As Murph will be able to attest, this car will be very different to what we currently race, and it'll be interesting to see how that looks when when they start to really fire them in anger. Yeah, it, it, everything does look good on on paper. I mean, it, it's a stunning looking car. The the dimensions the, of the body panels and everything now, you know, being um, OEM uh, is 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 huge. Obviously, the Mustang now looks like a Mustang, or it's going to, and the Camaro is a sexy, yep. beautiful looking car too. So, I mean, those things are, are really good. And in some respects, uh, we've I spoke to we, we actually had a long interview with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Um, before you came on, Brad, and um, we we're obviously talking about NASCAR and we're talking about their next-gen car as well and and their car, their new next-gen car sounds a lot more like our supercar. It's almost like we've got, you know, we've done it, um, built the same car just through different people doing it on two different parts of the world. It's almost like we should have been working together and actually just built one between the, the two countries. Yeah, well, that's very true and, and um, uh, you know, they, they, they're using the same transaxle and a whole heap of things that they're using in our car. So the big, I, I, one of the really interesting things for me is the lack of aero. And, and it'll be interesting to see whether it achieves what some people say it will, which is you'll be able to stay all over someone and, mm. um, and pass them. My personal opinion is when you're in traffic, it heats up the front tyres, makes the thing understeer more. There's more to it than just pulling the aero off the car. 
I think I think if you're really searching for that, then you need to work on your tyre, you know, as well as work on your aero. Anyway, I'm sure there's plenty of people smarter than me working on the project, so it'll be interesting <laughs> to see what they come up with. Well, well, let's let's talk some positive news. Let's put the happy smile face back on your face. I mean, the supercar. That was positive. That was a positive chat. It well, was a very positive yeah, chat. Yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, okay. It's just questions. It's questions. Questions are good. All right, I'm backing the truck up. Can you can you hear it, Brad? The supercar. Uh, yeah, yeah. You happy it went through? No, I'm not a. Yeah, of course I am. Uh, <laughs> I think that, um, yeah, no, I think it's. I, I'll try and be a bit more upbeat in, in this answer. <laughs> I think that um, I think it's going to be good for the sport. Archer being a fantastic partner, and for us that were around prior to the sale, it, it put on a. It, it was very different. Someone else owning sixty-five percent of the business, it took a lot of people a bit of adjusting, and and it certainly changed the dynamic of the business. So I think uh, someone taking over the whole business is is good for them. And I think it'll be good for us in the long run. So it guarantees what our income is, pretty much. And more importantly, it puts a bunch of sporting people at the controls of our business that have have got a lot to gain by making the business bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think that's that's great. While Peter Wiggs from Archer has done an exceptional job to to help us get to where we are currently, I think I think the guys from TLA and and Barclay and, and, and um, you know, a few of the guys really have got a good handle on, on some, of the, uh, some of the things that we could probably do with some help in, uh, you know, marketing, PR, you know, all that sort of stuff. We had a partner, which was SEL, which is Tony Cochran led, and, and um, I think this partnership will be something like that. I hope it is anyway. So hey, yeah, it's it's a big shift because you know uh, team owners have had a say in uh, the direction and, and control over decisions for a very 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 long time, and and the big most significant change in this one is is that uh, there's no you know that that board representation and that ability to veto or change or, or control certain things is is now gone for the teams, um, but everyone seems acceptant of the need for that to happen now. Yeah, look, in truth, um, I think that when Archer took over, they really took control of the reins. And so while they left us to do whatever we wanted within reason in terms of the car, that they controlled where we raced and when. And as I said, I thought they did a good job, certainly through the pandemic, to, to keep us alive and keep us going. And, mm. and of all the sports, you know, I felt like we probably... Um, were the least affected in, in terms of having an opportunity to compete and not being stuck too much uh, away from home. While we were away for six weeks, some of the codes, it was a lot worse than that. So um, it'll be interesting. It's a new bunch of people. And, and they've you know, met them a couple of times. They've got a lot of enthusiasm. So, um, and they've got a lot to lose. So that means they've got a lot of reason to make it work. And um, um, I think they will. I think it'll be good. And and to your point, Greg, you talk about the teams, you know, they're, they're a small bunch that really are very active around the business side. But by and large, everyone wants, you know, wants the money to, to go racing. And if this helps us generate a better package and, and more yep. fans and access to more support, then that's going to be a great thing for everyone. And so, yeah, I'm, 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 
mightn't tell it from my voice, but I'm pumped about this. You know, no. <laughs> oh, no, I can, I can tell because I know you, how excited you are, but, you know, Stephen might not get that, so it's yeah. okay. It's no, okay. but, but the, you, yeah. you, you hit it on, one thing on the, on the head, and that the fact is that the one thing Supercars does so well is looks after the fans. It's such an all-consuming job being a, an owner and running a team of four cars and staff, the crew, the whole nine yards. Just one final thought. How do you de-stress? How does, how does Brad Jones go... I'm just going to take take some time out of it. How do you do it? Well, I sleep most nights, but other than that, I don't. I yeah, don't really do those, much. Yeah, you know, those I'm, drugs are good, though, Brad. Yeah, aren't they? <laughs> you know what? I'm overworn. <laughs> That's about the only other thing I've got time for. But I, I, you know, it's just, I mean, you know, my brother moved out of the business, you know, a year and a half ago or something, and and I probably do more now than I ever did. Really, it's mm. just. You know, I'm just not ready to stop, and I enjoy it a lot. And, well, you know, like you know, we talk about drivers and engineers leaving, none of that stuff is pleasant. And sometimes I sit here and wonder why I do it. But um, I, I do mm. love the sport. It's all I really know, and, and I'm just not ready to stop yet. And when I do, I don't, I don't know what I do, but, you know, I, I, I like watching car racing. So when I'm not racing... Like when the Speedway bikes were in New Zealand, Macaulay and I flew over and watched that. So I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a motorsport fan. So so I, I, I watch car racing. Oh, well, well, that'll do us. And that's why, yes, that's, you why, are. that's why people love working for you. Hey, Brad Jones, thanks so much for spending your time with us. Best of luck at uh, City Motorsport on week, weekend number three. Thanks, guys. Great to chat. Anytime. And, and, Bathurst, and Bathurst Bradley. Brad, it's your, it's, Thanks, uh, you know, couldn't come at a better time, man. Good luck. I hope so. Thank you. Appreciate it. See ya. <laughs> Brad Jones Racing live here on Race Control. Good to uh, you with our good friends at Replica. What a nice bloke. What a nice bloke. Yeah, he is. He's just a stalwart of it, and as he says, he just loves it. He, you know, what else does he do? And he's been in the game for so long. There's a huge amount of knowledge, and and the and a key word there, passion, man, ain't it? Yeah, he's got uh, passion and. Yeah, I love that. 8.27, how race control. We're going to talk about uh, the next generation of New Zealand racing drivers shortly with our good friend David Turner. The applications are opening for Motorsport New Zealand's Elite Academy. That's coming next on Race Control. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Hey, Kat, good to ask you. We've had a fair few questions over the last couple of weeks. How'd you get the nickname? Go on. <laughs> few answers there. Out all night, sleep all day. They said I've had nine lives, and I've been caught, and I've also been caught having a wee in next door neighbour's flower beds a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Bears and Izzy. Weekdays from six on SENZ. Read the label. Take us directed. Sleep Drops Auckland. Athlete sleep studies prove that high quality sleep improves results. So SENZ and Sleep Drops want to help you get winning sleep. Join Grant Elliott and Daniel McCarty on the Saturday session and text your suggestions for the Sleep Drops Performance of the Week to 8833. Each week, Grant and Daniel will give away the ultimate sleep pack with a Sleep Drops for Adults 50ml and essential sleep and stress nutrient capsules. Listen to the Saturday session and win with Sleep Drops. Investing in property? Know the facts. At Property Apprentice, we surround our clients with the professional help they need to get the right financial advice for their individual situation. Don't get sucked in by slick sales pitches from anyone who just wants to sell you a property. Learn from a company that's been helping Kiwis to achieve their financial goals since 2010. Come to a free event. 
text ticket to 268 or go to propertyapprentice.co.nz. Is your horse a fussy eater, can't put on weight, has loose manure, anxious behaviour or is prone to tying up? Poseidon Equine has the answers. It may be a problem with your horse's gut, the engine of your horse. Engines need the right fuel to fire. That's why Australia's leading stables report outstanding transformations with Poseidon Equine's digestive supplements, now available in New Zealand. Visit poseidon-equine.com to learn how to best fuel your horse's engine. Poseidon Equine. True health begins in the gut. Don't miss a kick with the SENZ app in your pocket wherever you are around New Zealand. Whether you're in the car, on the couch or at the track, tune into the TAB Trackside channel on the SENZ app for the latest racing running around the country. Greyhound, harness, gallops, you'll know exactly where you are in the running thanks to the SENZ app. Make sure you're in the finish and download the SENZ app today. Hear ye, hear ye. From this Wednesday, Magnus Benrow is open again. Come in and look. Listen to, feel, touch and smell the appliances. Aha, I love the smell of white wear in the morning. Maybe you're just a bit lonely after months of lockdown. Or craving a bit of actual retail therapy. Or perhaps you just always wondered if we look like how we sound. You don't need a reason to visit Magnus Benro. Just come on down. Magnus Benro, 100% Auckland. At Kenneth Hire, we only hire those who've taken the Kenneth. By taking it, each team member goes above and beyond to help any citizen in need. The Kenneth is a commitment that means more than the sanctity of marriage. It means you'll never miss smoker or beer o'clock. So, if you want someone who can tackle whatever, whenever, wherever, talk to someone who's taken the Kenneth. Kenneth's make the job easy. G'day, Steph here. Afternoons with Steffi, live from the studio here in Auckland on 1476am. But I know you're all listening down in Turbo Town in the outer regions of the mighty Manawatu Turbos on 828am. And also in Fakatani, where I used to go for my holidays to Wahopi Beach, 96.1. Plus, download the SENZ app and listen anywhere, anytime. SENZ, it's Kiwi for Sport. If you're into cars, get into Repco. Bloody proud sponsors of the Repco Bathurst 1000. You're listening to Race Control. 8.32 with four-time Bathurst champion... Greg Murphy almost said my name there, actually, because I went the other way around. And Stephen McIver here on a nationwide you can Wednesday. Say that. I don't mind. If you <laughs> I would love, mate. If, if I was, if I no, that's just I'm just dreaming. Hey, you know, I just uh, had a little uh, note, a, a, 